Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How have you been this week? A hell of a lot better than last week. That's good to hear. That's great to hear. I mean, you know, there's some hiccups and, you know, I I mentioned that, Uh, but overall, yeah, things are great. Good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, It's not too bad around here. Uh, Dad's been uh, doing a lot more stuff around the house. Um, One of the things we talked about him doing when I started working on my own was uh, uh, getting the storage places in the house unboxed seeing what we could sell or throw away or what we genuinely wanted to keep because there's just it's just clutter like it's just clutter that's like it just needs to get taken care of so he's taking care of it and uh i'm happy i'm happy that he's doing that he's happy that he's doing it though what's really funny is i'll sit there and go hey do you want to come out with me for a few hours in doordash and he goes no i really don't fucking want to greg (laughs) okay you got it. So that's pretty funny to me. But I get it. You know, he spent five, six years in that damn car doing work. So, yeah. Um, but I also saw, uh, um, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife yesterday. I've been wanting to see that. I was supposed to go see it the week, the week it opened, but, circumstances conspired against us uh i think i think misty and i both just felt like shit and just changed our minds that's understandable um let me say this about the movie without spoiling it uh it's more so for fans of the franchise if you have maybe kind of seen ghostbusters in the past I don't think you're going to dig this movie as much as I did or as much as other um, Ghostbusters fans did. Um, As my brother put it, this is very, very much a love letter to the franchise and not like a new thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's technically a sequel to the first two. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies ever. I remember going and seeing it in the theater when I was eight. Yeah, then if if that's the case, then you're going to absolutely love this movie like I did. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I've talked to a bunch of people and they all fucking loved it. And I just. It's it's my brother's favorite movie of all time. The first one, I should say. Not so much the second one. I know he loves the second one, but it's not his favorite movie. Um, Went and saw the second one the same day I saw Batman. (laughs) <laughs> me and me and my cousin uh we went to a we went to a mall and watched batman and ghostbusters 2 and really came out liking batman a lot better yeah i mean ghostbusters 2 isn't a bad movie it's just not nearly as good as the first one by oh no no which i'm not gonna lie is kind of funny to me that like I I don't want to spoil anything. I'm going to, I'm going to stop there. Um, I almost said something that could have been a spoiler, but, but yeah, dude, like uh, I, I was talking to my neighbor in the back who, you know, they were born in 96 and uh, him and his twin. And 
talking to them occasionally is really funny because they don't share the same memories that I do or the same nostalgia that I do. So it's always fascinating to kind of have a conversation with them in regards to what they, what they, they think of when it comes to nostalgia. Like when we talk about Spider-Man movies, right? I'll sit there and be like the closest one to the comic book as of right now is the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then they'll sit there, you know, well, specifically one of them will go, we'll sit there and say to me, uh, well, technically the best Spider-Man is, is Tobey Maguire. And I'm like, he's not, he's really no. not. No, not at all. Uh, I would argue he is the, he's been the worst live action one by far. Um, are his are his movies better? That's very arguable. But a movie in in terms of storytelling and stuff like that is completely different than the comic book accuracy of the Spider Man himself. And uh, and they'll react like, you know, who cares about the comic? And I'm just like, I fucking do. Is that not clear? So. Little things like that are, are, you know, conversations I have with them. And uh, so I was talking to them about this movie and I said, you guys have seen Ghostbusters. And they're like, yeah, of course. And I was like, okay, well, how much would you say it was a part of your childhood? Like how many times you son? And they're both just like once or twice maybe. And I'm like, you'll like the movie. <laughs> but I don't think you'll dig it as much as I did. So. It's just once or twice. I know. I know, dude. I don't know why I talk to young people. It's unnecessary. But, uh, dude, the other day I had this huge argument with with uh, one of them named Michael. He adamant that the, the Cowboy Bebop show is bad. And I'm like, why is it bad? And he goes, because they don't stick to the, to the anime. And I'm like, why do you want them to stick to the anime? Because it needs to be accurate. It needs to be 100%. And I go, but I've seen the anime. You've seen the anime. He's like, yeah. I love the anime. I watched it a bunch of times. I was like, right. Why do you want to watch the same thing again? That's exactly what I asked. With a new skin on it. Yeah. Just enjoy the original. And enjoy the new take on it. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. And you still can enjoy the original. That's what I don't understand. That's what I told him. I said, I said, an adaptation does not and should not be exactly like the source material. It just, it just does not, doesn't need to be. And he goes, uh, he was like, no, it needs to be because that's the point. And I was like, no, the point is, is to do a different telling, to do a new telling of something that is already known well enough. And I said, uh, I said, here's my other problem with the, this specific attitude. And he just kind of looks at me and rolls his eyes. I was like, no, fucking pay attention. You've seen Total Recall, right? And he goes, yeah, of course I've seen Total Recall. And I was like, it's a cult classic, right? Most people know it. Most people like it. They even quote it from time to time. Two weeks. He's like, yeah. Okay. You ever seen the 2012 remake? And he was like, no. And I was like, it's shit. It's garbage. It's just a bad movie. Well, yeah. I mean, like if they try to remake that movie, and I was like, no, 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 no. It's a bad movie because it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie because it's it's poorly written. It's poorly constructed. I said, the acting is fine. I had no issue there, but everything else about it was just not great. It wasn't fun. It wasn't like, it was just a bad movie. If you watch the 2012 Total Recall outside of anything else, you've never seen the original. 
it's still a boring movie. And he goes, okay. And I said, but if you watch, if, if you sit there and watch that movie, knowing the original really well, and you say, oh, it's, it's a bad adaptation, that is the incorrect stance. And he goes, why is that? And I was like, because nine times out of fucking ten, you and everybody else who bitches about that adaptation being bad as a bad adaptation or a bad remake have never read the fucking original goddamn novel. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's based off a novel? I'm like, this is exactly my goddamn point. <laughs> I said, nine times out of ten, your favorite fucking movie, your favorite fucking TV show is based off of a fucking novel. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah, like genuinely. And he's just, he was shocked. He was, I was like, I was like the, the, the one movie that everyone says, oh my God, it's, it's, it's a great movie. It's like the first time that cinema really came into its own was the Maltese Falcon. It was a novel. It was literally based on a book. People who say Hollywood has no more originality and has no more original ideas and da, 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 da. You weren't paying attention. All those years you grew up, you weren't fucking paying attention. Straight up. Go back. Look at your favorite fucking movie. It is based off of something else. Even Ghostbusters. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Huge fan of supernatural novels and supernatural stories. That his entire... The entire huge believer. Huge that believer too, yeah. in the supernatural period. That too, yeah. <clears throat> Like it, it, it is unfucking real to me how many people just truly don't know. They just don't know. And then they pretend like that they're the fucking expert on these incredibly famous franchises. Doesn't it just really grate your fucking nerves when somebody tries to pretend to be an expert on any fucking thing when they're clearly not, mm -hmm. but continue to fucking do so it, repeatedly? It's one of the fucking worst. It's absolutely one of the worst. Like we, you know, when we were talking about uh, Cowboy Bebop, um, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm a big fucking fan of the OG, right? Yeah. My complaint about the fucking show was the sets looked bad. The outside sets looked bad. That yeah. was it. Oh well, maybe not it, but that was like the biggest. That's complaint the I biggest. Had. Yeah, that was the biggest complaint. Like. I, we even talked like we did the comparison thing, right? Well, you you pointed out a lot of differences and similarities to me. I've uh, originally today we were going to talk about the original. That's right. Uh, but you know, things happened. Yeah. So, um, what we're going to talk about today? Because I know we're getting on a little bit tangent here, but um, we're going to be reviewing. Uh, like we said last week, the first three episodes of Hawkeye, which premiered on Disney Plus. Again, another adaptation that's not like the fucking comic book. Uh, that no one bitches about because no one gives a fuck. People only do that when it's... Uh, any, uh, anyway, sorry. Getting irritated mm -hmm. by people. Um, but the other thing we're going to talk about is South Park has, uh, for a few years now, their seasons have had like a, a, a through storyline. 
And yeah, they've been doing that since. What is it? 2016, 2015. Prior to that, I think maybe as was back it prior? As far as, yeah, I think so. I think it was. Okay. But I think it was around season 12 or 13 they started doing that. Gotcha. Um, I'm not 100% sure of what season they started or when, I, but I know it was maybe around 2013, maybe even earlier. Because I know it was, I believe it was the season where, uh, the the when I noticed it, I should say, when I first noticed it was, um, it was the season where 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 Randy was pretending to be Lord. Yeah, wasn't that the same season with the member berries? Uh, maybe I'm looking it up now. But the point I was getting at, regardless with that, is um, uh, they've they've had this through storyline, and the last season ended um with this big storyline with Randy and him building his pot farm, integrity <laughs> farms. Integrity Farms. But the other big aspect is that it was very clearly clear that the boys were growing apart, that they weren't getting along as well as they used to. Um, and this kind of has come to a head. So they've released three pandemic specials, two of which you can watch on HBO Max, and the third one is on Paramount Plus. From here on out, the specials will be on Paramount Plus. Uh but we'll talk about those after we talk about Hawkeye because that's those there's a lot of themes within South Park that might go over people's heads sometimes because I feel like when people go I don't really like South Park it's not the same as it used to be or like it's you know it's changed and I'm like yeah for the better but whatever absolutely for the better I mean it, it it's hard it's hard to watch old episodes I mean they're still they they're still funny but i don't know old episodes are really harder to get into compared to getting into the new seasons and i'm behind i've not watched it in a couple of years uh but you know every season's on hbo max so i can get caught up uh so it was 2015 when they started was it yep i thought they started it earlier than that huh uh let's see go fund yourself do to do to do yeah that episode was making fun of the washington football team was still the redskins at the time and then 2015 was the first episode was called stunning and brave and that was the one where they started they had a joke about caitlin jenner yeah, yeah. And that was roughly when they started doing the uh, through storyline. Because 2016 was the member berries. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that's literally the first episode. Oh, and that's okay. So, no, I'm wrong. It is the member berries episode. It is 2016. Because the final episode of, of uh, season 20 was the end of serialization as we know it which was a direct, like, joke in regards to the fact that they're doing through storylines. Gotcha. But, so yeah, it's been it's been about four years that they've been doing that. But, um... Five. Sorry, four seasons is what I meant to say. Because they didn't do a season this year. 
they had a season uh, last year, and then they did the two specials. And or at least that's what I that's what uh, Wikipedia said. It was 2016 to 2020, and then 2021 has oh. the two specials. Yeah. Okay, so Hawkeye. <laughs> Let's dive into Hawkeye. Um, so we were gonna we 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 were gonna maybe try to review it last week, but we had uh, Cowboy Bebop and. What was the other movie or thing? Or was it better just off not being talked about? Wheel of Time. Oh, that's right. Uh, and we said fuck Wheel of Time because we don't like it. Um, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I, I but um, supposedly supposedly this new episode that dropped last week uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, resets the tone, but I'm like, if your tone has to reset after three episodes, you're probably fucking doing it wrong anyway. I always had a rule, always had a rule before doing this podcast was, and I say before doing the podcast because I it's ha- it's had to change. Um, if a show can't grab me in three episodes, then I'm not going to continue it. This show would would be dropped like a fucking hot rock. Uh, if it weren't for the fact that like so many people I know that I've read the books are like, it gets better. And I'm like, I'll continue it with gritted teeth. So anyway, um, so yeah, we were going to review Hawkeye, but we just had too much on our plate. And, uh, so now we're just going to do the first three. We're going to do the first half of the season. Yeah. Cause it's only six episodes. Uh, Which means for the next three weeks, we'll talk about an episode a day. Yes. Or an epi- yes. Ep- an, uh, a new episode. episode. Yeah. Per week. Um, Which we'll have to watch the morning of recording for me, for you, that not before. Because yeah. you can stay up until midnight and watch it. No, last night was rough, dude, because uh, 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 I got up at 6 Tuesday morning to play the new uh, Fall Guys uh, maps uh not knowing that they didn't go live until seven um and then i was like from seven in the morning till about two i played and then um uh and then i was uh i went and saw like ransom errands went and saw um ghostbusters came home and then played more until about 11 and then finally went to bed i forgot that the new season dropped yesterday uh, I forgot that it was Tuesday until like nine o'clock last night. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> well, it's too late now. Yeah. The new maps are fun shit to watch. <laughs> the new maps are a lot of fun. I really enjoy them. Um, you know how game development is like fix eight things, break 20 more. Yeah. It very much feels like that right now. Like uh, squads is kind of busted. Uh, they added in the epic server stuff, but it's not like you can't. There's no epic menu, so people have been logging into the wrong epic account and losing all their progress and having to go to like the epic uh, uh, people and fix it. It's been a mess, a little bit of a mess. But uh, there's like some lag issues. The the ending. <laughs> Like when all the beans are falling that I got eliminated, it it fucking on everything. PC, PS5, PS4, doesn't matter. Like it lags really hard. Like some serious frame rate issues. So 
Uh, there's a lot of stuff there. They're, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do a hot fix here very soon because it's kind of rough. But, uh, but it's fine. Like it's not unplayable. It's just a little frustrating, you know. Uh, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, no. Like we're supposed to talk about Hawkeye. But yeah, so last night, though, all I was wondering was last night when I watched episode three. It was like. <sighs> Because I was so tired. But uh so the first two episodes, which premiered at the same on the same night, which was last week, um it it mostly focuses around uh Kate Bishop, who we know from the comics, uh, who becomes like the the hawkeye of the young Avengers. Of Young Avengers, thank you. I was, I was like, well, is it the West Coast or Young? Uh but she's, you know, New York centric, so it'd be the Young Avengers. Um, but uh, yeah, like I think they did a great job with Kate and her personality and her skill set. Um, like she she fucking uses a, a a bow with like a hook on it or some shit like that to get a bell to ring, which destroys the bell tower, which was absolutely fucking hilarious. But she's highly skilled. Like that's the big thing about the reason in the comic that she's given the name Hawkeye is because of how absolutely skilled she is. Yeah, yeah. And you know, tying her to the MCU, uh, they had her as a young girl. Her father was killed tragically during the Chitauri invasion in the first Avengers movie. Um, so that was kind of her motivation for wanting to be a hero. She saw Hawkeye fighting and was just enthralled about how just a guy with a bow and a skill set was able to hold his own during that. And, uh, you know, she idolized him. She, he inspired her and she went on to study martial arts and archery and gymnastics. So she's got a broad skill set which is cool i think they really that opening montage was kind of cool how they represented that yeah they uh um seeing like the battle of new york from a slightly different angle is always like a really cool thing to me anytime a movie does that with a major event then they slightly change it i'm always like 100 percent down with that and um i uh there was something else about that that I really fucking dug, and I'm drawing a complete fucking blank. Um, I fucking forgot, completely fucking forgot what I was gonna say. But I was the the the, the visual montage of her growing up and getting those skills in the first episode was really cool. I like mm-hmm. the visual visual take on that, um, mm-hmm. which is also in the end credits of every episode. Yeah. So fucking love that. Uh but yeah, like um uh you know, a complaint that I saw was that she that she's rich. But I'm like, why is that a problem? Batman's rich. Iron Man yeah. was rich. Yeah. You know, there are rich fucking heroes. Yeah, it's it's again like one of my favorite things about Spider Man is anyone can be a hero for whatever reason and uh it doesn't matter whether person somebody's rich or not like 
if they do fantastic four i mean they all live in a fucking giant building that has loads of tech i mean i don't know about the four of them but reed's got fucking bank somewhere to fund all that shit yeah exactly but uh xavier the x mansion i mean shit can we go on a lot of heroes are fucking rich (laughs) One of the things they show in the very first episode, by the way, is the Rogers the Musical. Oh my God, that was hilarious. You know yeah, what was, that reminded me of? Was the that? Fantastic Four musical from Arrested Development that Tobias was trying to produce? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it had the same fucking horrible vibes. I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Like, I love a musical. I really fucking do. Um, and... I, I tell you right now, if they somehow released that entire thing as an actual play, holy shit, would I be like, I'd watch it at the second it dropped. I'd be so fucking stoked, dude. Oh my God, that'd be awesome. I mean, I also say that Disney Plus needs to release the fucking Star Wars holiday special on their service, but yeah, I doubt that's ever going to happen. Anyway, I hope not. No, no, that thing is that thing is amazing, and every every Star Wars fan needs to experience it. It's like it's 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 legitimately one of my favorite bad things in the world. The only good thing that came from that was the animated debut of Boba Fett, and still debatable. That yeah, that's what I was going to say. God, dude, let's just say that's the best thing about it, in my opinion. There's nothing really inherently good about it other than that animation in general, but that's exactly why I love it because it's so fucking terrible. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so one of the funniest things about that shot was that like it, it immediately showed off that Hawkeye. Did I say hilarious? I meant interesting things. Sorry. Um, was that Hawk? It, it showed that Hawkeye was going deaf. Very yeah. much. So. Borderline is deaf at this point. Because he is in the comic. That's that's a huge aspect to his character in the comic is that he is he's deaf. He's just straight up deaf. Um, they they address it multiple times and uh, and I kind of like how it's explained in a very unique way for the movie or for for the MCU because he has he's just a human. He's just a human with a very well very good skill set. So it stands to reason that being by so many explosions, he'd lose his hearing. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool little scene when she asked him, you know, how'd you lose your hearing? He's like, it's hard to say. And it shows the flashbacks of things blowing up right by his head or being in close proximity to explosions, gunshots going off next to his ears, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then and then there's that dialogue about like, like Dad, are you are you are you enjoying this? And he's like, I was there, like, and you know who wasn't that guy? Yeah, <laughs> fucking oh, that killed me. Like, the second they were like Ant Man, I'm like, wait the fuck? My daddy was my daddy goes, that's not true. And I was like, that's what makes it so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I really dug that. And then um, it kind of dives into because it, it's. It switches between Kate and Clint quite significantly through the first episode, well before they meet. 
because they technically yeah. don't meet until the end of the first episode. Because Kate, like, part uh, uh, her family has like an underground, uh, or her family is is at, I should say, uh, a rich person's um, thing. I don't know what to call that. It was supposed to be a charity benefit auction. Charity benefit. That's and right. then at the same time, there was a black market auction in a wine cellar taking place. That's right. I was trying to, th- I couldn't think of any of those words. So I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, but one of the things they were selling there was the Ronin outfit, which you would remember from Endgame. And the Ronin sword. And the Ronin sword, yeah. Uh, to which she dons the, the outfit. But, um, her the the reason why she done the outfit is because there's an explosion and Russian mobsters just start filtering in because they're wanting to steal the auction items. Yes. And was was the Ronin outfit part of that that they wanted to steal or no? They didn't. They were looking specifically for a watch that had been recovered from the Avengers compound. That's right. Don't know the significance of the watch yet, but they wanted a watch. And it was in one of the bags of the things that they threw in the back of the truck that they were loading up. But in the commotion, uh, she took the Ronin suit and put it on, including the mask, and started fighting these guys off. That's right. Yeah, because I couldn't remember why the, why the Russians were there. I just knew that. Like I was like, oh, okay, it's just a bunch of people trying to steal from the rich people. And but. hilarious stereotype. You always see Russians that are like mafia ties in tracksuits. These guys are literally called the tracksuit gang. Yeah. Tracksuit mafia. The tracksuit mafia. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Uh, They, uh, yeah, Kate, Kate gets involved and wears the Ronin outfit and kicks their absolute ass, but doesn't really help anybody but. A dog, a dog with one eye. <laughs> yeah. Who, you know, comic book fans will recognize that as Lucky the Pizza Dog. Uh, which I immediately said, I was like, it's Lucky. And dad's like, who? And I'm like, Lucky the Pizza Dog. You know. And he just gives me this look like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, she saves Lucky, goes to her apartment, and then tries to go back out and stop them while wearing the Ronin outfit, to which... Like doing a terrible job at being a ninja, just FYI, uh, to the point where Clint has to get involved. Like he's he's in New York with his kids because they went and saw Rogers the Musical. They're spending a little bit of time in Manhattan in uh, during Christmas, and then they're going to go back home. Yeah, uh, going to do the traditional New York tourist Christmas things, go and see the tree, and you know, doing this and that. Yeah. And it was some nice downtime for him, for him to spend with his kids. Uh, And he sees her on the news and the news is speculating like Ronan terrorized the criminal underworld for years. Is Ronan back? And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Which it makes sense. He'd be saying, oh, shit, because that's not what he wants. Like the Ronan, Ronan essentially to him died after Endgame. You know? Yeah. Uh, after I guess Natalie died, in a way, but he's also retired. He's not working for Shield anymore. He's not working for the government anymore. He's full on retired. He's not even an Avenger anymore. So, 
to see this come back, like he's just like motherfucker, um, which is kind of his attitude the second that he takes the mask off of Kate. <laughs> he's just like shit. <laughs> I think he says shit if I'm not mistaken. Well, he's like, who the hell are you? Yeah, there was something that he says. At some point, he says, he says shit or he says damn it or something to that effect. Because I was like, I was like, damn, they're letting, letting a little bit of cuss words go, huh? Yeah, but, a few go by. Yeah, it's 2021. Kids hear worse every day. Shit's not a problem. Um, at least not kids say time. kids say worse every day. Yeah, yeah. Play Call of Duty for five minutes, you'll hear worse. Um, but uh. Yeah, that was roughly the end of the first episode. And then episode two was like him trying to clean up Kate's mess. But her being very naive to the world that that suit kind of embodies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also a very funny show. I think that's the other aspect to it that I like. It, there, funny. There is a level of humor to it, but not in your face level of humor. Not yucks for the sake of yucks it's just you know here's the situation this funny thing happened in this situation yeah like i'd say one of the funnier jokes is the is towards the end of the second episode or or funniest moments i should say and that's the lack of communication between them and kate goes to save hawkeye but falls through the fucking skylight yeah that was hilarious um, yeah, it's not a comedy. I wouldn't call the show a comedy by any sake. It's just the imagination, but it's very much like if you're the type of person that hates any level of comedy in Marvel over the past few years, then you're going to be irritated by the level of comedy in this show. But it's not a, it's not, you know, throw a Ragnarok type comedy. It's, um, it's, uh, it's classic Marvel comedy. That's the best way I can put it, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think what else happens in episode two that's noteworthy. Uh, basically, you know, he tries to get her out of the way, keeps a safe house. He's got to track down the suit. Uh, he goes back to her apartment where it burned down, that's and right. one you. of the firefighters had taken it. Um, uh, and firefighter posts on Instagram that he's wearing it, and it turns out he's a LARPer, and he's wearing the costume to the LARPing event. So he has to go and get the costume back from this LARPer, and he has to agree to participate in LARPing to get it. And, you know, here's all these people. And he, here he is. He's a badass with the skill set and knows how to fight. Uh, and he's like, you kidding me? I got to do all this shit? And they're like, yeah, if you want to talk to that guy, you do. <sighs> and it just shows, you know, there's like dozens of these LARPers and their fucking foam swords and they're oh, having so these role-playing acting. And, you know, to kill somebody, you have to hit them in the torso. And people are coming at him, thrusting at him, trying to hit him. And he's just blocking, dodging, parrying, and just giving them little whacks and just, you know, killing them to get to this guy. He's like, can I have the suit, please? He's like, let me kill you and you can have it like okay and he bends over and puts his head down he's like no we gotta have trial by combat we gotta make it look real make it look good 
And he was clearly not having any of this. He's like, look, dude, I'm about to lose my patience. He's like, come on, man, please just do this for me. It was, <laughs> it was, that was funny. Yeah. That was funny. It was enjoyable. But, um, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I was, I don't, I don't have any notes about it. I enjoyed that fucking scene. I thought it was hilarious. I, I, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know what to say about it, but, uh, yeah, like after, well, it, after he gets the suit back. Yeah, after he gets the suit back, he's wanting to find out information on why the tracksuit mafia is after Kate. And, well, he knows why they're after her because she had the suit and they tra- tra- tracked her to her apartment, burned her apartment down. Yeah. He's wanting to try to throw them off of her trail. Which so I love. They, they, back. they show off little pieces of Clint's skill set and mm-hmm. his level of like not like he has no fear. Um, like he fucking catches a Molotov cocktail and throws it back at him. Yeah, instead of you know letting it crash through the window, he crashes the window out with his hand and just turns into the fucking throw of the cocktail, grabs it, and in one smooth motion, spins three sixty and flings it back out, which was awesome. Yeah. And that, that's another thing about, especially episode two and three that I really enjoyed was Clint's skill set is so high. Um, and uh, Kate's, is, Kate's is really high, but not as high as his by any stretch of the imagination. So the funniest part to me about their, their situation is that her lack of knowledge in a way is um, forcing Clint's hand into not being as like he has to dial it back a little bit or he has to fix her mistake real fast. Yeah. So that shit's always fucking funny, but uh that definitely happened in the scene because he it clearly showed his skill set, but her distracting him in a way got one of the Molotov cocktails to come through the window and crash or break open, I should say. Well, the one came that no, they came through the window completely off guard. He was asking her did anybody see you? She's like, no. He's like, did you go anywhere in between saving the dog and going to, you know, this guy's penthouse? Cause she went and found the Armand guy dead. And she's like, I just dropped off the dog. And he looks and the dog's sitting right there. And then that's when the cocktail came through the window. They had tracked her and they started yelling, Kate Bishop, that's get right. out here. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. It's been a week, like two weeks See, since I watched the first two episodes, and I'm like, I'm fuzzy. I just, I just watched them this morning. I woke up Fair. at six o'clock this morning and watched all three episodes. Oh, you hadn't watched them yet before? No, this I told morning? you I was procrastinating. <laughs> it's twelve thirty-seven now. It's twelve thirty-seven now. I've been up since six o three a.m. Yeah, you uh, text me. Well, yeah, I, sent you text. You I sent you a text about five after 10 and just saying, I'm ready to go when you are. Yeah. Just message me. Um, I, I hadn't even woken up yet. Well, I know you usually get up around seven ish, so I didn't want to do it before seven. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I, I was, I was exhausted. Like I was running out for four hours of sleep and then played fucking fall guys borderline all day. And then stayed up until one to watch Hawkeye. So I was like, I'm going to catch up. 
But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember how... Oh, Clint got caught because he went to the place, didn't he? Yeah, he and he got himself intentionally caught. He was calling his wife and telling her. He's like, look, um, going to be a few days. Got a situation here. You know, she's right, like, how bad is code. it? And... He said it's pretty bad. She's like, What's the place? He said, I'm gonna do a catch and release. And she's like, That's one of Natalie's. He's like, Yeah. And basically he allowed himself to get caught by these guys so he could throw their trail off of her and show them that she's not the Ronin. Um and the second episode ends with her falling through the skylight essentially. Yeah. And getting caught along with him. And he had just broken free. Uh, yeah. And, like, and, and that's when she crashed through. Because yeah. that's, that's like, that's perfect example of showing Clint's skill set and then only being, you know, kind of like neutered a little bit because of Kate's inexperience. And I, I, I thought that's so fucking good. I love that. It's, it's just, it's just a fun dynamic, you know? Yeah. Um, but also the end of that second episode introduced very, very briefly a character that we get more time with in episode three. Um, her name is Echo, or at least that's what her code I name. Told. Her code name is Echo. Yeah, yeah. Her actual name is Maya, which was awesome. She also has a right leg that is a prosthetic, which is more awesome. Because I know somebody named Maya who has a fucking right leg that Look, was amputated and they have a prosthetic too. I am a hundred percent for representation in media, but that is like hitting a little too close on, like a little too on the head. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not Native American I, or deaf, and um, she's not trans. That's true. It was uh, funny because I was watching the third episode and I got done. Misty woke up like ten minutes left of the episode and. Uh, I get done watching it. She's like, so how is it? I was like, you're never going to believe this. I said, there's a woman in this show named Maya, and she is a lower leg, right leg amputee with a prosthetic foot. And she's like, she trans too? Uh, I was like, no. She's Native American now. I mean, look, trans. I can't, I can't, I can't win them all. You, did you get my joke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was wild because like again, I've read a lot of comics. I really, really have. Echo is not a character that was ever on my radar. I mean, to be mm -hmm. fair, neither was Monica Rambo, but here we are. Um, so reading about her like over the course of the like the past few weeks, because I knew that she was going to be in the show, as she's getting her own show, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wanted to kind of know who she was and what kind of character she was, and I'm like, she's going to be a great fucking addition to the MCU. And yeah. Like her going full on, unfettered, toe to toe with Clint, and fucking borderline kicking his absolute ass. Like she's awesome, she's fucking awesome. But she does do something to Clint that I thought was kind of cool. Is that Maya being deaf, you know, finds his hearing aid to be a a crutch. Yeah, she's like, she's like, if you have these skills, she doesn't say this, but in in a, in a way, she's like, you don't need the fucking hearing aid. She even crushes it. Yeah, through her interpreter, uh, she signs that um, 
that he relies too much on technology and pointed to his ear. And when they're fighting, she actually kicks him so hard it knocks the hearing aid out of his ear, and that's when she crushed it. Because she kicked him with the prosthetic leg, and he took a metal foot to the face. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Um, Which, you know what's funny is that apparently Echo has been a character in uh, Daredevil in the comics quite significantly. So there's a lot of speculation. Like we've, I've heard so much talk about Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil in the actual MCU. Cause one of the biggest issues is that the Netflix shows are no longer Canon. Mm-hmm. However, and all it, all it takes is one appearance. And did I show you that photograph? No, I've got two photographs. Um, they're spoilery for No Way Home. If it's the two photographs, I think, does it have the uh, John Campa watermark there's, on it? I don't think there's a watermark on them at all. But one is uh, Peter, Aunt May, Happy, and Matt mm-hmm. Murdock sitting around a table. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's either an incredible Photoshop or he's in that fucking movie. Yeah, and look the other again. one... Look again at those pictures and you'll see a John Campa watermark, or at least you should see a John Campa show watermark. I don't know what that is. John Campa is a guy who kind of reports on comic book stuff. And um, he was given those two pictures and he put his watermark and then released them online like a week, two weeks ago, I want to say. Because the other picture is the three Spider-Men on the, on the, like some structure, right? Uh, the other picture I have is actually Andrew Garfield and Charlie Cox coming out of a dressing room together. Oh, I have not seen that picture. Uh huh. The first picture at the dining room table I've seen. Let me pull them up. So I'm gonna. I, I have no backing behind this other than some you know basic evidence that's gone around on on social media. My theory on what's going to happen in No Way Home is because the CEO of Sony, um, well, not the Japanese CEO, but the American CEO, has made it very clear that uh, they are, like, they want to work with Kevin Feige very closely. And Well, Amy Pascal came out and said yesterday morning that they're already planning another trilogy working with Marvel for Spider-Man. Yep. Yep. So because because of that news, I've changed my theory about No Way Home. My original theory of No Way Home was that this all of this multiverse stuff was going to force Tom Holland's Spider-Man to go into a different universe that's going to have like all of Sony's Spider-Man stuff. But I now have changed my theory that it's going to bring a bunch of stuff from other universes that aren't canon through No Way Home. Also, that's what I've been thinking. The end credit scene of fucking um, uh, Venom, uh, There Will Be Carnage, kind of cements that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. We are spoiling a lot of shit right now, but I don't care. Um, well, so you want to kind of know a fun thing in my mind? So, you know, that shot from the Brazilian No Way Home trailer where Venom, or uh, not Venom, but uh, Lizard's jumping off of that scaffolding and it looks like his head just gets hit by something invisible. I think he's being punched by Venom. I think he's being punched by Andrew Garfield. Alright. 
Oh, you want to make a bet? Have a little. Do you really want to make bet? another bet with me that you still haven't cashed in on? I said I cashed I in said on that weather bet. You haven't given me the ingredients to make it, or given my mom the ingredients, I should say. Which, uh, yeah, she's yeah. not going to the store to get them. So, no, a yeah, small but, bet, like yeah. uh like uh like we have to say something on the podcast that we wouldn't normally say. I mean, I'll say something that I wouldn't normally say just on a dare. <laughs> I don't know. I'd make a bet. That's all. I don't want to make it like. I guess we could do something because uh, I don't know. We don't have a very big social media presence. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It's not just... as large as I would like. Oh, our social media presence. I was like, did you just say something that you would be dared to say? The hell was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like I. The reason I'm saying this is that I'm I'm confident that like she's working for Kingpin. That Echo is working for Kingpin. That's why I'm bringing all this up. I would love that because Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin in the Daredevil series. Holy shit, we've never been given a better fucking kingpin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, to be fair, we've only had like two other iterations of kingpin. One was in the fucking Incredible Hulk meets Daredevil fucking movie back on TV back in the 80s, I think. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I could be mistaken. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, the other was... You know, nothing against Michael Clark Duncan, but he just wasn't the kingpin to me. No, I didn't think he did a bad job as a. He didn't do a bad boss, job, but yeah, he didn't do a bad job given for what he was given. It's just the character itself, the way it was written, never came across as the kingpin. Yeah, which it's always funny to me when, like, kingpin is specifically directly tied to daredevil every fucking time it's like kingpin is such a prominent threat in the marvel universe that like i mean who's the first thing that you what's the first thing you do in the spider-man video game you know uh who's the main bad guy in the in the punisher fucking video games so it's just always funny to me when he's directly tied to daredevil every time like that being said if we could bring in Charlie Cox as Daredevil again and Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin again, I would be elated. Fucking yeah. elated. Also, to throw this out there, like, straight the fuck up from comic book knowledge, the casting in the Defenders Netflix shows, top notch. If we could bring all of them back to put them in the MCU as the Defender, I'd be fucking happy. So, Oh, absolutely. You know, Even though I know, if, I know they're never... If, Go ahead. Well, if one comes back, that means they're all canon. That's true. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean they're all canon because they could just, you know, write that shit off as something un, you know, unnecessarily. Yeah, it could be, you know, oh, here's Matt Murdock from another universe. He's in this universe now, and he's the only one that crossed over. They could do that, but come on. People have been clamoring for him to bring back these characters. I mean, the other reason that I really want Charlie Cox to come back as Daredevil is because I really want um, She-Hulk and him to go against each other in court. That would be awesome. That would be very awesome. 
and we know like we i mean she hulk's done as far as i know like they're just editing it god we're getting so much cool marvel stuff we're also going off on a lot of tangents this morning well because like the the, yeah, the reason i was going on a tangent was because the the character of echo like she is clearly working for a higher up and and yeah i really hope that higher up is is kingpin and I really hope that they have Vincent D'Onofrio's cast as Kingpin. That's why that tangent went that direction. But here's the thing. I don't think I don't think that if they're going to bring in those two actors as those two characters, that it'll necessarily be because of interdimensional splicing. I think it'll be something else entirely. Uh, one of the big things about the comic books that I always found funny that was added into uh um again this is this is the this is on point so just follow me here in into the spider verse the uh all the all the other spiders that showed up couldn't sustain being in a different universe like their bodies mm -hmm. were kind of like trying to be in two places at once and it was just wasn't working but in the comic books that's never been an issue that was specifically written for the movie to kind of give a time frame or timeline to or a, a time limit, I should say, to yeah. the events that was happening, um, uh, gave it a sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah, and I and and the way that the trailer is is kind of structured in No Way Home, I feel like that's they're doing the same thing, and um, if Charlie Cox and and or at least just just uh, uh, Kingpin show up in Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye? Do... You mean No Way Home? No, I mean Hawkeye. If oh, Kingpin okay. shows up in Hawkeye to be like Echo's boss, I don't think it'll be interdimensional stuff. I think it'll be just hot, like he's just there. Oh, because No Way Home comes out the week before the last episode of Hawkeye airs. Right. There is a chance. That's that. That's the only reason. I mean, really, that's that's the reason that I'm saying that is, or as I should say, the reason that I'm mentioning that is is, in order to bring Kingpin as Echo's boss right now, he'd have to have been there for a long time to build his empire, to build his exactly, exactly. So having him just splice in because of interdimensional shit wouldn't make a lot of sense. Agreed. So. Also, that that trailer or not trailer, but those the spoiler images with like Charlie Cox in No Way Home and like the dining room look like it's well before the interdimensional bullshit. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's all I'm making. That's the only point I'm making. Is, is as much as we all want Kingpin in Hawkeye, I don't, I don't think it'll be because of interdimensional splicing. But anyway. Um, so as I was just kind of on topic, I know it wasn't directly the show, but, uh, so there's a badass fight scene <laughs> with their escape, which was longer in the episode than I thought. Cause like they get out and they're sitting like on the train and, uh, she's like, we should, we should go take lucky for a walk or they don't call him lucky yet. Um, probably and, walk uh, the dog. Yeah, he's been cooped up. <laughs> and then immediately he says almost the exact same thing about 30 seconds later. Yeah. 
It's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, that was like two thirds of the episode. Like I remember seeing that and I was like, there's only like fucking 14 minutes left. Holy shit. Uh, but, um, yeah, the rest of the episode is them basically trying to figure out what they need to do next. What's their next move. And that, uh, you know, Clint, he can't hear. There's a great, there's a really kind of, it's, it's a little sad, but it's where he's trying to talk to his youngest son on the phone and he can't hear him. Yeah. That, that was a little heartbreaking, but you know, it makes sense. He, he's deaf. Like, I'm sure he can hear very, very, very little. So that's technically hard of hearing, but I'd also call that technically deaf. And I think Clint, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like Clint is that type of guy that doesn't want to say that he's full on deaf. So he just says he's hard of hearing. Know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know, but, uh, the coolest shot, by the way, in the fight scene, I should, should mention this is, uh, the fucking Pym arrow. Oh. Yeah. So for anyone that might not remember or whatever, um, he has Kate shoot an arrow on the bridge straight the fuck up to which then he fires his his arrow at it and on the side of the tip it straight up said pim with like hank pim's logo i didn't see that it said pim on it i spotted it the second he fired it and i was like pim and then he hit the arrow and it and i thought it was going to shrink <laughs> that was my first thought but it it it, it made it uh, large huge um to where it basically blocked off the bridge but and took off the ass end of the truck Um, that's another thing about the show is I haven't seen a death like directly. No, I don't think the people in that, in that, uh, van survived, but we didn't see them die. But it's safe to assume they didn't survive. <laughs> but yeah, so using a fucking pin particle arrow, I was like, that's the God. That's so cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, well, I, I'm trying to remember. So it was after they figure out what they need to do to figure out where they have to go. And, uh, and then they go back to what house did they go to where, um, the swordsman was. Oh, that was her mom's penthouse. That's what I thought. I was going to say that, but I was like, I feel like that's wrong. But yeah, they're trying to get information on him, right? The Essentially. Yeah. Because Kate's convinced that he's that he murdered um, his own father. But, no, uh, his, which, it was his uncle. His uncle? Okay. Again, fuzzy on the details of the first episode. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's there and he Holds the knife to Clint's throat and he says, don't move. And the episode just ends. Yeah. And I always stay way too long in the credits because I'm not sure if there's any after credits. And there's not been so far. No, there hasn't. 
But uh, well, let's let's give our final thoughts on these three episodes and then move on to South Park because we've been going a little long in the tooth on this one. Um, uh, my dad seems to think that the episodes are going slow. But I think that this pace of the show, this the show, this show's pace is different than the other shows, mainly because it's an hour-long format, whereas every other show has been a half an hour. You know, I guess Loki was a little over half an hour per episode, but not an hour. Loki, well, Loki has had about the same runtime this did, about forty-five minute runtime for did most it? of the episodes. I'm pretty sure I it, it was did. shorter. I thought it was shorter. Um, and I'll just pull it up on my fucking PlayStation. Double check. Pretty sure it did. Um, I mean, you're probably right. I'm just because, like that—that's the big thing about this show's pacing versus Hawkeye's or uh, versus Loki's pacing. Is is Loki's was different, and uh, I don't think it's fair to compare them. I really don't. But no. Um. Let's see. Nope, I don't want to go to Hawkeye. God damn it. Hmm? Disney Plus, would you work with me here? For fuck's sake. It can be finicky that up. There's Loki. Slow to respond at times. It very much is. I mean, they got quality content, but wow, they are they are long. They are as long of episodes. I'll be damned. <laughs> I word. will be damned because like WandaVision I, I'm, WandaVision is right next to Loki they were 30 minutes per episode except the last like two right essentially roughly yeah the last two were 46 and, and 50 they got longer as the show progressed kind of episode 5 was long but they, yeah, they, they were shorter and I mean what if is just half hour episodes Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Disney Plus. You want me to watch everything? I, I understand. Hot, hot, goddamn. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think the show is necessarily slow. I just think it has a different pacing. I don't know how else to put that. Like, it doesn't feel slow. Well, it doesn't it's, feel like I'm not entertained. It's, it's also like part spy story, part you know, mobster story, you know, find out, uh, infiltrate, you know, there's, there's some elements from different things and things aren't naturally going to be fly by the seat of your pants fast. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to quantify because, uh, I haven't been bored watching it. I've enjoyed every second of it, but I'm also a, a Marvel zombie. You know, I fucking eat this shit up every fucking time. Can I judge this show on its own merit? Absolutely. But I don't think it's bad. No, not at all. I mean, so far I'm enjoying it, you know, and we're halfway through. Uh, I'm all, let's I'm see where the other half to... takes it. I'm kind of surprised they haven't mentioned the blip. 
Like I'd love hate, to know if, if I hate Kate that was... name for it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but I'm just kind of surprised that that you know they haven't mentioned whether if Kate was snapped or not. You know, if she was around for the five years during the blip. Um, they haven't. They haven't. Well, they haven't the, actually, they said she's 22. She said she's 22 because. Uh, Clint was making jokes about her age. He's like, what are you, nine? She's like, I'm 22. So she so was roughly uh, she was roughly nine or ten years old in 2012. So let's, okay, let's do the math on that real quick. So she was, so it's it, the, the show takes place, what, in 20? I'm thinking now it's set in 2023 or 2024, whatever the fucking current timeline is. I think is it's 2024. I'm pretty confident it's 2024. So let's say she was, let's say she was 10 in 2012. Um, well, to be 22, it'd be 12 years. 12 years from 2012 is 2024. So she wasn't blipped. No. If math, if math serves, she was not blipped. Um, if that's the case, then. I imagine that she'd have some trauma from the blip. Maybe, probably. Huh? It's just it's just interesting that they haven't really made a big comment on it, you know. Also, I got to say the casting on this show's been great. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the actor uh, that plays Jack, her mom's fiance that she suspects murder. He plays Lalo Salamanca on Better Call Saul. Holy shit. Love that dude. Yeah, yeah pretty much anyone that's going to be cast on that show is going to be good. So, um, I was also going to say that uh, I recognized his last name pretty quickly. The problem was that I, um, I couldn't remember what his character was when... Uh, when his name was said, so I had to type in his name into, into Google, and I was like, ah, the swordsman, got it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, let's let's wrap this up. I'm going to give a grade. Uh, I'm going to give the show so far an A. I think it's really fun, really good. Um, it's not A-plus material yet. It's not, you know, it's not on par with fucking uh, WandaVision or Loki. But you know, it's also only three episodes in, so it might it might get to that A plus material as far as I know. But I'm really enjoying the you know repercussions of people's actions kind of tone that the show's giving. So I'm 100 percent in, and you know we're gonna continue it because we both really enjoy Marvel. So there's that. Maya, what what grade are you giving it? Uh, I think I'm gonna go B plus. It's it's really good. Uh, I don't think it's quite a level there yet. Uh, only because I think the first episode was so much set up and not as much uh, the dynamic and the action that we get from the other two episodes. So I think that brings it down just a little bit. But overall, it's still really fucking good and I'm enjoying it a lot and I can't wait until next week. Fair, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 definitely going to be that weekly obsession. So, sorry, um, sorry. 
All right, well, let's talk about these these episodes of South Park. So as I said at the top of the show, the uh, the way that they were doing South Park for a little while there was in relation to the pandemic. There, uh, there was an episode that aired in August of 2020, and it was called the Pandemic Special. Um, and it had its own little story. And then in March of 2021, they had another one that was in relation to two things, the vaccination rollout and QAnon. Oh, hold on, hold on. Misty just walked in the room and saw your shaved head. <laughs> okay. Greg's going to be cosplaying as the kingpin. Don't you think I mean, he'll pull it off? Yeah, where? Oh, I just made that up. Oh, he could. <laughs> convention, do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a photo uh, like a photo of my head and like Photoshop it onto Kingpin's body and see what happens. There you go. But Sorry specifically the that. one from the specifically the one from the Spider Verse. Oh okay. Uh. Anyway, um. Yeah, honestly, I just shaved my head because I wanted to see like I kind of wanted to know what it would feel like to be bald or to be that close to shaven and shaven and it's all right. <laughs> I don't think I like it that much, but. Hair grows, so whatever. Uh, so, um, yeah, so, so the second episode was about QAnon, because this was this was after January 6th and all that shit. And then, of course, it was the vaccine rollout. And then uh, there was a third special. And this is not on HBO Max. This did not air on Comedy Central. It's called South Park Post-COVID. It takes place 40 years after the, that last episode I just mentioned. And all the kids are grown up. It is wild. But first... Yeah, it was. Before we get into that episode, we need to talk about the other two. So we'll start with their pandemic special. Uh, it was pretty funny because it was definitely playing on... Uh, it was playing on people's fears when it came to the pandemic... Um, cause that's the thing about South Park. No one's safe. Everyone's, everyone's game to be made fun of. Like, that's the point. Um, but it's satire. So it's like, you know, trying to put a mirror up to everything. So not only was it making fun of people who have maybe been a little, little overly fearful of everything, but it's also been, it would also made fun of people that are not like, they're just, they don't care, you know? Uh, one of the major themes of it though was that in Colorado, um, weed is legal. Uh, and has so, been for a few years. For a few years, yes. Uh, so Randy, Stan's dad, started growing his own weed. And he called his, his farm um, Tegrity Farms. Uh, he is hosting a, a special, a pandemic special, which was a running theme throughout the episode when people would just vaguely say, we really like your pandemic special. You're doing really good, which was, you know, I feel like Matt and Trey and the writers kind of making fun of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it also came to an head, uh, came to a head when uh, Randy and, and, and Sharon um, are watching the news with Stan and Shelly. And, uh, they're like, so we think that the, like, we're pretty sure that the virus came from a bat out of Wuhan to which then Randy has a flashback of spending time in Wuhan with Mickey mouse and Mickey dares him to fuck a bat. They're both stoned off integrity farms weed too. 
Yeah. And and are both passing this bat around fucking the bat. Um fucking hilarious. Uh then later in the episode, um, he's like panicking trying to because he thinks he started COVID. And then uh another broadcast happens later while well, he's been freaking out for a majority of the episode. Um, that they are confident that it did not come from a bat, to which he celebrates, and they're like, it came from a pangolin. <laughs> and he has another flashback to where Mickey dares him to fuck a pangolin, and uh, which was killing me even more. But he gets the bright idea that in order to uh, come up with the vaccine, I should say, um, he has to basically jizz inside the, the bottles of... Uh, or the, the jars of, of um, wheat that he, that he grew. This, in turn, causes a second pandemic specifically located to South Park. It makes anybody who uses the product grow a mustache that looks exactly like Randy's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um I'm trying to remember what the sub story was to that to that specific episode. Um because it wasn't as prominent. Oh, the butters missing build a bear. That's right. Stands yes. like we've got to save butters, you know, butters can't handle this. We've got to do this for butters. And it was basically a whole plot line that Stan couldn't handle. Lockdown. Stan was fucking tired of not being able to live his life. Yes. And then also there's the aspect of like Cartman absolutely loving social distancing and Zoom. Yeah. And, whatnot. and he's got that pole six feet long and it has a little six feet sun. <laughs> he's walking by just people on the sidewalk. Six feet, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that was. Hey, excuse me, Stay six feet away from me. Which I thought it was funny that the character who I probably agreed with the most in regards to uh, distance learning and all that kind of shit was Carbon. I'm like, don't make me fucking agree with Carbon. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, but, uh... I didn't want to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, they, they kept making fun of people who wouldn't wear their mask over their nose. That was that was really funny to me. Like, there was that whole line about, um, like, Doctor Fauci says to you know anybody who's growing that mustache, like, make sure you wear your mask over your nose. And then Butter's dad goes, uh, "Who had been pro mask is you know hardcore up to yeah. that point." Which yeah was yeah <laughs> he says out loud. He goes, "You expect me to wear my chin diaper? What was it? Maybe it was Craig's dad." Or Token's dad? No, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't Butters. Dad. Was it Butters' dad? No, it was Butters' dad. Okay, Mister so. Stutch. Yeah, um, yeah. He uh, he tells uh, he says he says you expect me to wear my chin diaper over my nose? That's disgusting. Fuck you, Fauci. <laughs> yeah, that thought was such a good joke. The other great joke is that throughout this last few seasons. Um, because like I said, it's a straight through line, uh, storyline. Uh, they've made Mr. Garrison the president, but it's not just Mr. Garrison as president, like, it's clearly a uh, um, well, they they had to do that because in their storyline, they actually killed Donald Trump. 
So yes, when he yes. got because they were absolutely sure that he wouldn't win the fucking election. So when he did, they're like, fuck, <laughs> we backed ourselves into a corner here. So they made Garrison be Trump. Well, and what was funny about those episodes leading up to Garrison being president, because they didn't just make him president. They gave him Trump's hair and his tan and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, every time he would go and do a um, a debate or talk to people in public, public, he was just completely fucking vulgar, completely. Wow. Saying fucking vulgar is really funny. Um, completely like off the wall and people still wanted to vote for him. Yep. So in this episode, when they come to him and say, like, uh, we have a way out of the pandemic or something to that effect, he's like, fuck off. And then I who I think somebody calls him. Was it Stan, Stan called, called him? him? Stan called him. Yeah. And he basically says, like, why would I want to get rid of the virus? It's literally killing Mexicans. And that was a promise I made in my campaign. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. Damn. And it stays like, it's not getting all of them. And he's like, it's getting enough of them or something to that effect. I was like, holy shit. I was like, they were. And, yeah. And, and, and just to be clear, we are not laughing at Mexicans dying. We are laughing at no. the fact we're that this was at the basically. Fact that it was such a parody of Trump. Yeah. Like legit good parody of Trump. So, um, yeah. So then, then, then the, oh, there's that also the, the joke in regards to the, um, the police force having their uh, budget, their cut. funding, their funding was taken away. They had been defunded, so to speak, and they had to take on jobs as substitute teachers because they couldn't get work anywhere else, and no teachers were willing to work because they weren't uh, viewed as essential workers, and they didn't want to get the virus. So when the kids, they're teaching the class, and the kids. I can't remember exactly what caused it, but they're like, you settle down. And they started shooting and token gets shot. You know, token, yeah. the only black student gets shot in the arm. And then they go, got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like tokens in the hospital. Yeah. Because of COVID. No, because you shot him. No, he's in there because of COVID. Right. Because if it hadn't been for COVID, we wouldn't have, you know, having to be here being substitute teachers because your teachers quit. So because of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, when they go under lockdown again, because of uh, Randy's mustache, uh, new pandemic um, or the pandemic special, uh, that's when they get their funding back. But it is like the parody of what, the funding kind of gives cops nowadays. Oh yeah. All the surplus military stuff like the armored transports and the fucking tanks and fucking assault rifles and full riot gear and all that shit. Yeah. Um, and they go to build a bear and, and, and they're, they're facing all their guns and stuff at the kids who have the pangolin now, by the way. And uh, Cartman's like going to kill the pangolin so they can stay in the pandemic and not figure out a cure or not cure, but figure out a vaccine. And uh, the Cartman, you know, has a moment of clarity and, and kindness and doesn't kill it and hands it to the scientist angrily, you know, begrudgingly. And yeah, but, it's but Stan, that's when Stan got through to him saying, I'm the one that can't take this, you know. Yeah. But then 
Garrison shows up at a fucking nowhere, the flamethrower, and kills the scientist and the penguin. And that's how it ended. Well, it ended with... Oh, no, it ended with Randy and Sharon. Yeah. uh, Sharon had been very clear in past episodes that she didn't want to be on this weed farm. She didn't want to sell weed. She doesn't like weed. But, you know, Randy was doing it anyway, and it was making money, so she can't complain too much. But then uh, she sits up in bed and has a mustache, has a Randy mustache. Yeah. And that pissed him off because he was he was going to change his ways to help her for her. And he sees that. He's like, like, thought you said you didn't like weed. She's like, I don't like weed, Randy. He's like, oh, you got some shit on your face, by the way. And he walked out. (laughs) So fucking funny. Um, But yeah, that's also they also show the wildfires in the distance because he's like standing on his fence. Um, anyway, so, uh, moving on. So the, the next special, um, was the South Park, South Park with a Q vaccination special. Um, a few noteworthy things about this special was, um, uh, this was roughly March of 2021. Yeah. It came out March 10th. Okay. I didn't remember what day, but it was well after the, I'm looking at the stuff. Wikipedia. but it was also like at the, at the beginning of the vaccine rollout. So. Mm-hmm. One of the, my favorite jokes in the whole episode, and it was reoccurring, was that like Rite Aid was the new hot club, but only elderly Walgreens. people were allowed in. Was it Walgreens? My bad. It was Walgreens. Yeah. But the fact that it was like a club was so fucking funny. And then like all the old people were just like partying around the city where nobody else. And they got a they got a man at the door with a clipboard. He's like, "Are you on the list?" No, I'm not on the list. But you're not getting in. And they're like, "But I need." To get in there, I need to be vaccinated. I have, you know, a compromised immune system. Uh, you know, just people making up uh, excuses to get the vaccine. Uh, yeah. And being denied it. <laughs> but this is also, you know, this takes place two months after Trump leaves office. And so Garrison leaves office. And he comes back to South Park and his secret service agent that he has been assigned because, you know, sitting presidents after they have finished their terms, they are assigned secret service for the rest of their life. He's got Mr. Service uh, who has his secret service blazer and sunglasses, but is wearing nothing on the bottom except for a blue G string banana hammock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Mr. Service. To me, by far, the funniest thing of this episode was the making fun of QAnon. So, Mm -hmm. because Garrison comes back to South Park after his his term uh, as president, um, there's a guy named uh, 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 Bob White, which I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's fucking perfect, um, who meets him in the grocery store and is like, what do we do about all this? Like, how, like, what can we do? And, and he says, he literally tells me, he's like, blow it, blow it, blow shit out your dick hole. Like he says yeah. a bunch of other stuff, but he says, blow shit out your dick hole to which Bob White does what QAnon does best. And that's make a connection to something else that isn't there. Like making, like creating a pattern to justify their, their, the end, the ends to their means or means to their ends, whatever. And, um, this causes because all the all the parents in South Park want to take their kids out of school or at least out of Mr. Garrison's class. All the QAnon people take what Garrison said 
as a cue to create their own tutoring service called TutorNon. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved. So now these QAnon people are going around South Park and and teaching the kids the QAnon I love, shit. I know. I love how they had the one look like the QAnon shaman. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. But what what the my favorite fucking line or favorite joke in this episode was that those kids that were influenced by TutorNon then created their own group called Little Cuties. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I dude, I was laughing so hard at that. When Butter shows up with the little QT shirt, I'm like, that is fucking perfect. And fucking his line, perfect. his line, the like, Butters, what are you doing with him? He's like, I don't believe in it. I just wanted to get out of the damn house. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, I should mention the reason that Garrison is is back teaching the kids is not only because he's in South Park, but because Cartman pulls a prank on the current teacher that they have. Cartman he, and Kenny. Was it okay? Kenny was involved. Yeah, well, that's, the, the that's, reason they did it is because Cartman said Kenny. Kenny said he thinks that the four of them are drifting apart. Yeah, and they wanted to pull a classic prank to pull them all back together and just reunite them. But this unfortunately they, got their teacher to quit. Because she was like, I'm doing this during a pandemic. I'm getting paid shit. And I don't need to deal with you little with you, you assholes. So she quits. Yeah, they put a bunch of ketchup on her seat. And when she sat down, she was wearing a white skirt. And she stood up and went to the board. Carmen's like, oh, you got your period. Could you not get your period in school, please? Yeah. So the, the kids come up with a plan to get Garrison out and that teacher back. And it's uh, through getting vaccines. As as we stated earlier, Walgreens is a, an exclusive club for old people at this point. And um, so they create a fake group called Community Kids with K's, uh, which the bouncer completely falls for. And the old lady, the old lady being like fucking uh, in, on, in on it, but like wanting to get paid was hilarious to me. Um, so, like, we already paid you. Yeah, you're going to pay me again or I'm going to blab. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does anyway. She straight up blabs anyway because Cartman screams at her. And uh, so they grab all the vaccines and they run out. And they go to Kyle's house? No, they went to... um... Because it was somebody's house that they went to and and, and immediately got bombarded by all the adults. Oh, yeah, they went to to Kyle's house. Then then they went into hiding. Yeah, they went to the old um, Raisins. Yeah, the old Raisins. Parody of Hooters. Uh. And um, while there, that's where it really kind of showed that they were drifting apart. That the, um, what do they call it? It was like the bro ship. Yeah, the bro ship. Yeah, the bro ship was falling apart. And um, this really came to a head between arguably the closest of them, which was Kyle and Stan. When Kyle got a call from his dad being guilted into giving his parents the vaccine. And uh, Stan was very upset by this because Kyle was hiding stuff, something the bro ship at that point had arguably ended, but they wanted to fix the period prank. So they still wanted to go to the school and give the teacher her vaccine. Unfortunately, it was was all the teachers. Yeah. All the teachers. Yeah. Unfortunately they were met by not only QAnon, but also all the parents that are all the adults that wanted the vaccine, which was the joke in that regard. And little cuties, yeah. The joke also with the adults that kept showing up is that they progressively became more and more circus-like. 
which I mm-hmm. thought was a nice little fucking satirical touch on that. Um, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, look what I can do! Here's my talent. You know, this is this is why I'm worthy of it." Yeah. Which, if you don't, you know, if you don't know what that's satirizing, it's when the vaccine rollout was happening. We were seeing a lot of adults not understand the point of having elderly people vaccinated first um, or the, you know, immunocompromised. They just weren't, people weren't getting that like fully healthy adults were just like, well, I'm tired of wearing my mask. I, I deserve the vaccine and not understanding that the vaccine rollout was slow because they had to make it, you know? So that's in my opinion, what it was satirizing, but you know, that's the thing about satire. It, it can be interpreted however the individual wants to interpret it. Um, in the in in the meantime, uh, Garrison meets up with Bob White because he this was crazy. He so he he has uh, his service, the Secret Service agent, um, Mr. kill service. one of Mr. Service. Thank you. I was like, Mr. That's not slave. Um. He has Mr. Service kill one of the QAnon, or the Tudor Anon, I should say. And uh, she says Bob White. So he goes to Bob White's house, and Bob White basically explains to Garrison through a series of conversations that, like, this goes up to the top, and it's a cabal of fucking uh, uh, Hollywood elites who are drinking children's blood, and blah, blah, blah. Adrenochrome. Which is legitimately what a lot of these QAnon people believe. Um, Not every single one of them genuinely not every single one of them, but who cares? QAnon people are crazy to begin with. Um, And one of the jokes that I found very funny, which led into more was that when it was going across this board of typical celebrities that have been accused of this already in that group was Matt and Trey. The picture of Matt and Trey in the basketball poster. <laughs> Fucking- <laughs> killed me i was like oh i was just sort of laughing what i didn't realize what this was going to lead into like it breaking the fourth wall hard and um so because it's a cartoon and made on a computer they started messing with bob white and 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 like they sent him to the fucking um they they transported to basically an arctic wasteland yeah yeah and uh and then uh bob white is like Sorry, I was going to say Bob White's trying to convince Garrison that this they're just trying to stop him and trying to mute him. And then Garrison is like, at a certain point, just goes, I don't care if you drink kids' blood. I don't care if you kidnap kids. I just want to go back to my old life. Which is such a fucking Garrison thing to do. And it was absolutely killing me. Um, so the, the uh, Stan... Kyle. Well, what was funny though, when they're breaking the fourth wall doing that, they're turning all of a sudden. You remember how they used to do in the old Looney Tunes cartoons with Daffy Duck, you know, erasing parts of him and drawing him as weird things. They started turning Bob White, they turned him into a pig with wings, Uh and then they turned him into something else, and then they turned him into a giant penis with flowers growing out of the shaft. And he's just, you know, the eyes are on the testicles, and it's just fucking crazy. Um, and they turn, uh, Garrison, you know, pleads with them, let him go back how the things were. And they turn Mr. Service back into, turn him into Mr. Hat. Yeah. So he's that's got right, Mr. Yeah. Hat back. Um, so yeah, so yeah, style can't stop Kyle, Stan and Cartman 
are standing ready to fight and break through this giant crowd of QAnon, little cuties, and adults that want the vaccine. They have the vaccine in hand. They're going to try to break through. At this moment, Garrison shows up, carting behind him a giant penis that's actually mm-hmm. Bob White. Um, and he, he explains, like, I can fix all this. I've talked to the higher ups or some shit like that, and I can fix all this. And he has like a plane from um, Saudi Arabia, Israel. I thought guy is Israel, um, with a bunch of vaccines for the whole the whole town, which then causes the boys to break in or to get through the front door of the school and give all the teachers the vaccine. Unfortunately, the the teacher they did the period prank on starts to cough, and then the final shot of the show is um, them at her funeral. And that she would, they were just a little too late with the vaccine. Yep. Um, everybody and, else, though, was celebrating because everybody in the town got vaccinated and returned to yeah. normal. But one yeah. thing we didn't mention is Cartman comes up with a plan for he, he and Kyle and Stan to share Kenny. Yeah. It's like the three of us aren't going to hang out with each other anymore, but we all like Kenny and we want to hang out with Kenny. So we're going to share Kenny. Yes. He's like, we can do the three, two, two and alternate weeks. It's like, I'll get him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You get him Thursday, Friday. Uh, and then you get him on weekends and then we'll rotate. And the next week you get him three days. Then the next week you'd get him three days and we rotate like that. Or we can do the five, two, one. Or we can do the uh, with a mid midweek break, and you know we can do the four four three or whatever, all kind of crazy fucking <laughs> schemes. And they're like, "Yeah, let's go back to that first one. That was the best one." So they essentially have said, "Fuck it, we're not friends anymore. We're just friends with Kenny, each of us, and we're not friends with each other anymore." And they that, um, and that after the funeral shot, that takes us into the post-covid special yes because so yeah it was very clear that they had broken up as friends that they were no longer friends which i thought like if i had watched that back in march i'd have been like are we getting any more south park um but viacom has paid uh south park studios 900 million dollars to make like a series of more specials and more seasons of the show so i don't know what we're getting but this special released Wednesday, like last week, uh, as of recording this. Was it Wednesday? Um, let me see the date because I just pulled it up. It was the twenty fifth. Was that Wednesday or was that Thanksgiving? Oh, it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving Day. So yeah, so it was it was it was a week ago as of recording this. It released on on Paramount Plus. But the reason I had recognized the reason I had sparked it and wanted to talk about it with you was because. Um, I kept seeing people talk about, oh, all the all all the South Park kids are adults in this new episode. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I had to find it and go watch it. The craziest part, keep in mind, um, if you go onto HBO Max and you look for the pandemic special, it's like season 24, right? Or the the one episode in season 24. And then you have to find the South Park vaccination special in its own thing. Like, it's not part of the South Park season listing. Yeah. And then this COVID, post-COVID special is on Paramount Plus, an entirely different streaming service. So it was like three different places for this amazing little lineup of of South Park. But this special, post-COVID, 
um, starts off with a joke immediately that we're just turning the corner to to come out of this the the pandemic 40 years later. Uh, so at the end of episode, uh, the last episode, all the boys are about 10 years old because they don't age because they're cartoons. Well, they, they say they actually say they're nine. Uh, they're not. The, okay. So in the post COVID special, they say when they catch up and they say, how long has it been? Uh, we were nine. That's right. Yeah. So if that's the case, then they'd all be 49 at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but the, 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 the opening shot sets the tone stands in his office and he's doing something. And what you can assume is his wife later, you find out that it's not, but we'll get to that joke later comes in and says, he has a phone call and he says, I'm doing, I'm busy right now. I can't take the phone call. And she says, it sounds important. He was like, I don't care. And she says, it, it's, it's uh, Kyle Broflowski wanting to talk to you. So that gets his attention. So he gets up, he goes and picks up the phone and he's like, Kyle. And Kyle says, Stan, is this Stan Marsh? Yeah. What do you want? Like, what can I do for you, Kyle? And he goes, Hey, Kyle, uh, it's been a long time since we talked. Um, you should come back to South Park. And Stan's like, There's nothing for me at South, at South Park. I'm not coming back. And Kyle goes, Well, you need to come back to South Park because Kenny's dead. To which then it goes to Stan and it just does this like fucking pan away from his face, like, like he was shocked by that. That fucking that slayed me. That was the perfect like little intro to this. Because he's only died like two hundred and some times. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, it mostly follows Stan for a hot majority of it, and he goes back to South Park, and it's. I love that. I love that. Well, it's kind of run down, but it's also kind of modern too. Yeah. And there's palm trees and shit. And they actually play that song that they played in Beverly Hills Cop. And it was a montage to Axel Foley uh, getting to Beverly Hills for the first time in Beverly Hills Cop. That song, uh, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was funny because like like it did look modern. They were They were clearly making fun of the all the streaming service names, you know, with the plus the max, you know, whatever. And, yep. uh, so everything, everything had that logo to it or had that design to it. Yeah. Um, it's like, Oh, welcome to Denny's Applebee's plus or Denny's Applebee's max. And, you know, yeah. here's shady acres, retirement homes plus, and which as hell. shady acres had a full on like uh blade runner style design to it. Yeah, it did with the geisha fucking billboard and the fucking flying cop cars all around it. Yeah. And they were like, and, and, you know, we want to keep you as comfortable as you can here because you're going to be here for a long time. And the joke was that, like, we tried, I guess, I guess the satire there is that us as a society try to keep old people around for as long as possible, well past maybe when they want to be around. I, I'm not 100% sure. I can't, you know, be 100% on that joke, but that's what it felt like to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, St- our, uh, Stan shows up and he meets up with Kyle inside a, um, the, the uh, Denny's the, Applebee's. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the, the running joke, the waiter says, what were those things that everybody had on their heads? I don't know. I don't know. It, it honestly felt like a joke that you would have seen in like something like, um, 
Demolition Man. Like, yeah. it's just a thing that's there, and it's just a thing that's in the future because it's in the future, which was also a running joke. Like, that's what I was getting ready to say. You know, here, here we are. We're in the future because it's the future, and we don't serve meat. Uh, you'll see that. There are some dishes that are made with insect proteins because we found out those are a viable food source and sustainable because it's the future. Or, or like the doorbell. The doorbell sing in the future. I know. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stuff was that stuff was really funny too. Um, but yeah, they they have a conversation about you know going to Kyle's or going to uh, uh, Kenny's funeral and um, token Kenny. Kenny, who turned out to be a rich and famous physicist. Um, That's right, and, yes. And Nobel laureate. Like, way the fuck smarter than anybody else out of South Park. Uh, he, uh, yeah, Token shows up and basically tells them, and, and Kyle knew this too, but Stan just learned that um, Kenny was about to discover who was behind the, the COVID virus, but he was killed and he hid something in South park that only his best friends would know where to look. Yeah. To which Stan immediately rejects. He doesn't care. He's like, I, I came here for for Kenny's funeral and that's it. I don't care. And he leaves. Um, no, not, he didn't leave yet because Cartman was there too. At the Denny's, I thought Cartman showed up at the the wait or the. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't want to ruin that joke yet because that was arguably one of the funniest fucking things that happened. Um, yeah, because Stan leaves, goes and meets up with his dad because of the Alexa. Uh, and his dad is at Shady Acres because Randy would be old at this point. And uh, they have an argument because Randy still blames Stan for Sharon and Shelly's death, which I was like, holy shit, they died. And it was like they died on the farm because Shelly was burned alive inside the barn, which was clearly Randy's was, fault. She she was locked in the barn because she you you she hadn't finished her weed chores that you gave her. Yeah. And uh, and then I guess Stan accidentally started the fire. No, he started the fire on purpose, but he started it in the fields, and he didn't know that she was in the barn. That's right. Yes, that's right. Which Randy then blames Stan for, which, it's, uh, no, it's Randy's fucking fault. Um, but this uh, caused Sharon to kill herself. Um, and uh, which Randy blames Stan for. Stan, of course, you know, with the, this is clearly the reason he doesn't want to come back to South Park. Very yeah. clearly. Um. Uh, and and through a course of events, they break Randy out, which turned into this like it wasn't just he could leave with his son. They had to break him out like he was in a fucking prison, which was very funny to me. Well, the reason why they broke him out is because Randy confessed that he knew that he was the one that started COVID and how because he, he admitted to fucking the pangolin. That's right. And Stan's like, wait, what? what the fuck did you do? He's like, I know how to save everybody. We have to leave. And that's when he break him out. I thought he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, uh, uh, unveil that he fucked the penguin until they were in the barn. But he, yeah, did, tell Stan, he did tell Stan that the, that the, the, 
whatever Kenny's secret was would be at to, um, Tegrity Farms. That it would be in the barn. Yeah, and he said yes. he blamed the whole situation on China grabbing power in the new Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was like, he was like, you know, oh, we, you know, we had this, we had that, and then, and then it was like, and then Space Jam came too, and then everyone just gave up. <laughs> That, that that joke fucking killed me. That was so funny. Well, what he said when he was saying, you know, he snuck marijuana seeds in his ass to the nursing home, and that's when Stan says, "Oh my god, I know where Kenny hit his hit his secret." That's right. <laughs> and um, that's about the same time that the other guys came to the realization that he hit it up his ass too. Yeah, because they were at uh, uh, they were at uh, uh, Kenny's funeral, and um, it was a closed casket because. Kenny's body wasn't actually there. And uh um I think Scott Malkison, who has like that lisp, his tongue is always sticking out of his mouth. And he's got diabetes. He's got diabetes. He he became the church's pastor or yeah. father or whatever you want to say. And uh the funniest fucking joke was that nobody remembered who he was. Like all these kids came back to South Park to pay respects to Kenny, and as they walk into the church, he's like, "It's me, Scott Malkison. I have a lisp and diabetes," and they're just like, "Okay, who?" Like even Token does that. It's so fucking funny. Um, but this is this is when you're introduced to Cartman. No, no, you've already not at the funeral. You meet Cartman as an adult at the wake first, and the wake happens before Stan breaks Randy out. Was it? I thought okay. Well, yeah, because yeah. I, I remember they're at that big party. Party. I'm using quotation fingers. But yeah, that was the wake because Jimmy was there hosting it. And Jimmy Vollmer, who became a stand-up comedian and late night with Jimmy fucking host, and he told all the woke jokes. Which uh, woke jokes in South Park are just anti-jokes, which I thought yeah. was very funny. Oh yeah. What, what can you say about the first lady, uh, Tom Kardashian? What a fantastic person. (laughs) And just people are laughing at it. And I was like, oh, God, this is what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. What's the difference between a cinnamon roll and a blonde? A cinnamon roll is a delicious dessert. And a blonde is is probably a mother and and a wife to a loving family. Like, (laughs) it's so fun. Like, I was, I was, I was cracking up at those jokes because, like, I love anti-humor to begin with. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, uh. They were calling it woke comedy, woke comedy. So that was really funny. But um, yeah, I forgot. I forgot about fucking Jimmy, dude. I, like, I was not. By the way, I thought they were going to make fun of Jimmy Kimmel. I just did. Like, it's been kind of a joke for a while now that Jimmy Kimmel's comedy has has declined significantly because he's hosting a late night show and he kind of already does woke comedy. So I thought that's the joke they were going for. And then when Jimmy comes from behind the fucking like curtain, I fucking lost it. I was laughing. So I was not expecting that. Like yeah. my brain just did not make the connection. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. You're right. He was hosting, he was hosting the wake and that's when Cartman shows up. And this was probably the most controversial thing they had done for this episode. Cause I saw a lot of people complaining about it on Twitter, but it makes sense to an, to an extent and it pisses Kyle off. Kyle is convinced this is a long con. Oh, absolutely. Because Carmen is honest. It probably is. Carmen is Jewish. 
Yeah, Cartman not has... just. I'll say not just kind of Jewish, like more Jewish than than he's Michigan as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, no offense uh, to any potential Jewish listeners. I'm just saying. Like he, but and what was funny to me was they wanted to make sure you knew it was Cartman. So his his menorah looks, oh not his menorah, but his uh, yarmulke looks like um his uh, snow hat. Yeah, the the yellow it's and blue, blue and blue and yellow. I was just like, oh my god, I was cracking up at that. And the entire conversation that like you know Cartman is like, hey, we need to figure out what what Kenny left for us, and 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 uh, we need to figure out what you know why he's brought us together and all this kind of stuff. And Kyle, the entire time was just like like fuck you fat ass like it's 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 so good and then the 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 later episodes where they get stuck in south park because there's um they discovered there's one person in this fucking city that's not vaccinated yeah and uh and he's just like i don't know i need to see the research and they're like because they they figure out who it is pretty quickly and he's just like they're like it's it's, been 40 fucking years (laughs) yeah it's clyde that's right. It was, yeah, it was Clyde. Um, oh my god, dude! There's so much that happens in this episode, and we've been going way too long on this recording. Um, so I'm trying to think of things to wrap it up because here's the thing: if you like South Park or liked South Park, you need to watch these three specials. You just do. They make fun of everything that has happened in the past two years. Um, everything, and seeing all the kids as adults, and come to this conclusion that like their childhood fucking sucked and they made a lot of mistakes. I, I have a theory of where this is going to go, but this is not the only one we're getting. Yeah. This ended on a cliffhanger. I don't know. Like. Yeah. Because so that, that, that I'm not going to spoil it, but that no, one particular yeah. character, I was like, where the fuck is this person the entire time? Too. The entire time. And they're talking about the specific name of Kenny's right hand, Victor Chouse. Yep. And And when it's revealed who it actually is, which I immediately immediately clicked because I know South Park well enough, right? Yeah. It clicked. I was like, I was like, oh my God. Uh, Again, leaving that blank because you need to watch this. You just do. Uh, I've been watching South Park since I was 14 years old. I fucking love South Park. Sure, I'm like two seasons behind because life caught up and whatnot, but um, same. I don't think it's entirely necessary now. Like, I feel like I'm caught up. And when the next adult special comes out, because from what I've read, from what I've heard, they're going to do one of these every month for like a couple months. Nice. So, yeah, so, I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, yeah. I, I really want to see this future storyline, how it plays out. Yeah, me too. They, they, they meet up with a lot of the kids in South Park too. And most of the, like even PC principal is in this episode. And um, you know who I didn't see, or at least I missed if they showed him uh, Garrison. No, he was in the nursing home. Was he okay? Cause I, there was a lot of adults. Yeah. The, the in the nursing home, he was in there. Mr. Slave and big gay. Al were in there as a couple. Uh, the Reverend was in there. Uh, Mr. Mackey was in there. Right. Yeah, I saw them because I, I think I paused it and I was like, I was looking for characters. The mayor was in there. Kyle's parents were in there. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember who else was in there, but there was a ton of pair. There was a ton of people in there. And what's Mrs. also funny Cartman. is that yeah, Mrs. Cartman was in there. Because what was funny was that like the only it seemed like there was only like a like a few of the kids who stayed in South Park, but all the adults definitely stayed in South Park and now live at Shady Acres. But that's so. the thing. That's how small towns work. Most of the people that end up staying are the old people, and most of the young people move out. Yeah, that's true. But, dude, it's so good. It's uh, I I let's give it a grade and wrap up this episode because Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm starving. Um, I need to go grocery shopping. It's the first. Uh, yeah, we do too. We're dreading it. <laughs> I know. I hate it too. Uh, everybody but, gets their um, food stamps today. Yep. And we only have one grocery store in a 30-minute radius and a town of 1,400, but the only grocery store in the entire county of 14,000. Fuck that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I don't think we need to give a grade to the other two. Let's just give a grade to post-COVID. Oh, it's an absolute A. a yeah, I was going to give it a plus. Like... I saw nothing wrong with it. I was laughing the entire time or had a shitty oh. grin the entire time. Oh, same, same. I'm laughing my ass off. Uh, one of my favorite things about South Park from its conception to now is that they don't hold back on who they want to make fun of. They they go full bore. Everyone is a target. Everybody. And they've never stopped doing that. Regardless that their t- style of comedy has kind of changed, the way that they do their stories has kind of changed them making fun of everybody hasn't because they said the minute they exclude somebody then it's bullying yep you know if they make fun of everybody then it's fair across the board but when they when they exclude making fun of one thing over another then that they're specifically targeting and they don't want to come across like that yeah and this was no different regardless that the kids are all grown up regardless regardless of this 40 years in the future None of that mattered. None of that mattered. They made fun of Amazon in a certain way. They made fun of all the streaming services. They made fun of adults and elderly people who just are stuck in their ways. Um, they made fun of uh, everybody. <laughs> they always will. I still remember to this day when I when I realized that, by the way. I, I always like, oh, South Park is making fun of something that I don't like, something I make fun of. And then one day they were like, hey, atheist, go fuck yourself. And I went, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was, it was in, it was in the episode where Cartman goes to the future because of the video game system, and like the the Nintendo Wii. Well, it was the it was the uh, Game Sphere or something like that. But oh, that yeah, and they were uh, he went to the future where the. Oh my god! What are they called? They were. It was like it was like a fucking rodent creature, and they were having a war. I'll I'll look it up. I don't I don't remember the details, but I know that the the two warring groups were both atheists. They said that they were atheists, that they didn't believe in a god, but what they were fighting over was still a belief structure. Mm-hmm. And I went, I get it, and I'm gonna shut my mouth. <laughs> there you go. Because that's sat- that's what satire should do. It make you should make you stop and think about yourself. If if satire is meant to hold a mirror to you and you reject that mirror, it's not working as intended because you're not smart enough. 
just straight up. I'm just going to put it out there. If satire has put a mirror to your face and you reject it, you're dumb. I, on the other hand, have not done that. Dumb, dumb, I, dumb, dumb. I, you caught that reference, didn't you? Oh, 100%. It's one of my favorite episodes. Um, <laughs> uh, and 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 just to, just to clarify, South Park post COVID does does the exact same thing. And if you, in my opinion, want to reject that satire, you're dumb. If you don't find it funny, that's one thing. Genuinely, if you're like, this isn't really funny. I don't. I'm not really digging this. Fine, totally your opinion. Not gonna make you you know watch the fucking thing, but. If you do watch it and it has pointed a mirror at you and you're like, nah, you're dumb. You're dumb. Sorry if that's offensive. I don't care. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we're going to wrap that up there, guys. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about Hawkeye episode four. Um, I don't think we have anything. No, because there was something I wanted to add this week, right? What was it? Masters of the Universe. Yes, Masters of the Universe. Do you want to talk about that next week? We can talk about it next week. Sure. Perfect. Sweet. Um, Because I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast at all. We didn't. We didn't because, well. Yeah, we can just just leave it there. Um, uh, Yeah, so, so next week we'll talk about part one and part two of Masters of the Universe Revelations. Uh, and episode four of Hawkeye. So that's that's that. Um, everybody, make sure you follow us on all social medias. If we add anything to the list or if we want to maybe get your guys' opinion on something, that's where we'll do that. Um, all of those links are down below. Um, uh, check out the Teespring store. Tons of merch there. Well, we're going to have to be changing all the merch. Yes, yes. We'll have to change it up a bit, but... Um, in fact, I'm probably going to be pulling all that down in the next week. Okay, so never mind the Teespring store. We'll let you know when it's back up and running. But as of right now, there's no, there's nothing there. I'll tell you what. Um, I'll make a new coupon. We'll give you 50% off clearance sale uh, for one week as of this broadcast airing, which will be December 3rd through December 10th. After that, we're pulling all that merch. And we'll upload new merch before Christmas. There you go. Perfect. Um, go check out the YouTube channel. That's where you'll be able to watch the show live. Um, I also need to take some time and um, uh, upload. I don't know. I need to make reviews of things. Like I, like I said, I just saw you know Ghostbusters. And I'm watching things all the time that we don't talk about on the podcast. So... Um, I need to take care of that. But if you want to go follow the YouTube channel, give a, you know, the, the newest episode a like or whatever, please go do that. Um, that helps us with the algorithm helps us grow. So if you like us enough, go do that. Maybe if you like off faces, maybe. Okay. That got weird real quick. Maya, where can folks find you? Uh, find me being creeped out over here. Uh Fair enough. You know what? Fair enough. I did it and I regretted it immediately. So, you know, it was well, good. the um, for 50% off, we're going to do AQU. Let me see if I can do this. 
Bear with me, folks. Yep, AQU50 for 50% off. Um, that is one week only. Uh, and yeah, as for where you can find me, you can find me on another show called Figure Banging on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on Wednesdays. This week we looked at Fans Hobby uh, Armada Optimus Prime. Uh, it's a live action figure review show. Uh, we crack jokes. Uh, but mainly looking at the figure and everything and transformations and such like that. Sometimes I occasionally appear on Shelf Gravy on alternating Wednesdays. Figure banging is at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. And then on alternating Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern is Shelf Gravy, where we build dioramas, paint, uh, customize figures, paint miniatures, build things, uh, tutorial, interactive, DIY kind of stuff. If that's your kind of thing check out those shows on the realm of collectors youtube channel and that's everywhere where you can find me greg what about you uh you can follow me on all socials under chub rock geek uh you can follow me on um mission start podcast stuff i know that we're going to record an episode this saturday uh when it'll be up i don't know but on the 10th of december is the game awards so it's going to be basically our our um speculation how we think is going to win uh each category so that'll be fun um, but yeah, if you want to check that out, that'll be on Mission Start Podcast on your on your podcast services that you listen to, um, and uh, the episode will likely be up on the uh, YouTube channel, which is Mission Start Tubes. Um, we aren't doing as much content because both of our lives have gotten insanely busy lately, but we like to get together occasionally and do something. So, um, but, 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 that's it for me. Oh, go check out the or go follow the. Um, Twitch channel because I know that I'm going to start trying to stream on Saturdays, Saturday evenings with Jackbox. I want to get back into a rhythm of that, but you know, we'll get there if we get there. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's roughly it. Again, guys, uh, Hawkeye episode four, check out Master of the Universe Revelations. There's a total of 10 episodes now out. Um, if you're kind of on the fence, just keep in mind that Mark Hamill voices Skeletor and does an, a, a stellar job. So go watch that. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.